Hi everyone, welcome to Bong Buzz Babes. You're tuning in to a solo episode with Afreen, where every Friday I'll give you a real insider look with no filters on running a business. These podcasts dig deeper to inspire, educate, and elevate from business tips to chats and interviews with industry insiders. I'll also share my personal experience as a Bangladeshi entrepreneur living in Canada. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hi everyone, you're listening to episode one of my solo segments, Fridays with Afreen. Today, I'll quickly brush over the topic of finding your calling on starting a business. I often hear people say things like, I want to start a business, but I don't know where to begin or what to do business on. For starters, you can either invest in a business for a product that you're good at producing or sourcing, or you can invest in a service which you know that you're good at. Of course, given there is a market for both. In the next few episodes, I'll focus on businesses that are more on the creative side since that's how I first begin. So um, what I'm trying to say is I'm going to be focusing on, you know, businesses that are solely based on your personal skill um, or hobby, things like that. Because often businesses that are heavily based on creativity involves very little monetary investment. And you know, they're easy to start on the side, especially if it's a hobby. And that's how I started mine. I know a lot of people these days want to start a side hustle while they're doing their nine, nine to five. There are a lot of stay at home moms. There are a lot of uh, men who are, you know, full-time workers or have the, they have more than a job and they're thinking maybe instead of having a second job, I could start a business of my own. So they want to start small. A lot of times that's what I've seen from conversations. They want to um, not put in too much money because they're, uh, let's say more, you know, people who don't want to risk too much uh, risk averse, uh, if that's what, what you want to say. Anyway, so that's what I did. Uh, when I became a new mom, I was so busy with my newfound duties that I wasn't in a state to do any full-time job. I mean, being a mother itself is a full-time job, but I didn't want to stay at home either. Like I didn't want to stay out of work. I liked earning my own money and I was so used to doing that. So when I had my child, um, I was getting bored and I wanted to earn my own income and at the time, I liked playing with makeup a lot as a hobby. I mean, I love doing it now too. But uh, my point is, um, I started getting into makeup back in 2011. And then I was playing a lot with makeup in, around 2012. And then I decided, you know what, let me just launch myself as a freelance artist. In all honesty, though, this was not at all my idea. I didn't even think about it um, until people around me suggested me to do it, which was great because I was thinking about doing something on my own anyway. I just didn't know what to do. And people were like, why don't you do this? Because you are so good at it and you're, you know, doing this for us. Why don't you start charging people for it? And it wasn't super common at the time, you know, with YouTube um, tutorials that are so available right now. So people relied a lot on others uh, doing makeup for them. And I was living in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is a small, like, which it, it is a city, but it's 
not big city like Toronto, Vancouver, um, you know, like that. So it was a smaller city comparatively. And there weren't a lot of makeup artists that did traditional Bangladeshi, Indian, Pakistani makeup. So there was a good demand for it. So I just launched myself like that. And, you know, you can find something that's similar. Um, anything that you're passionate about. If you're a graphic designer or an artist and you like to paint as a hobby, then you can start selling your graphic arts online as a business. There are several websites where you could launch yourself, such as, you know, Etsy, Fiverr. I mean, there are so many. Um, there is always somebody who's looking for a logo or a banner or some sort of a digital art, if not physical. And you can always do that. If you like, you know, physical painting, you could totally sell your prints online. You can, you know, turn it into a digital art and sell that online. You know, you're not investing a lot of time because you're doing that anyway as a hobby. If you're working, let's say, in an IT field, you can still work on the side as a consultant or a freelance software developer, or you could even work you know, on building an app on your own. It's like, even if you're doing a nine to five, if you're passionate about it and you're good at it, you can definitely start something on your own on the side. And, you know, I was talking to a cousin of mine the other day, he recently turned vegan and he was telling me about this girl who's selling a vegan food. She's cooking it at home and selling them from home. And I thought that was an excellent move because not only veganism is trendy and, you know, many people are looking into veganism, but um, catering itself is very popular, right? It's not at all uncommon. People cater from home, but look at her. Like she is focusing on such a narrow market, but at the same time, because she's one of the very few that are doing this, she is grabbing the whole market. Whoever is trying to um, get takeout or, you know, don't have the time to prepare vegan meals, they can order from her. And I thought that was amazing. The idea is to focus on something that you enjoy, though. Just don't look for the market and launch your business because you need to understand that you have to be able to do this for years after years. Like, you need to have that passion to face the ups and downs. So, you know, it has to be something that you're generally good at and you know or you really like at it like like it at the same time so skill and you know likeness they all go hand in hand you have to like what you do um let's say you enjoy music for example i'll give you another example and let's say you play some instrument as a hobby you could turn that passion into a source of income i'm not talking about launching yourself as a musician i mean you could essentially do that too but we are focusing on starting small here, okay? So um, I'd say make short audio clips and sell them to content creators who are looking for music to use on content. Um, there are so many platforms like YouTube or even podcasts like this where we need um, licensing for music. Like we can't just use any random music or let's say some songs cover. We can't just use that. There are... Um, you know, copyright issues involved. You could even get flagged for it. I mean, like even like a private Facebook video, if you put a music on it, which you only you and your family can see, even that will be flagged for copyright. 
um, issues. So people are always looking for free music or low cost music to use on their content. And there is a good market for it in this digital era. So you can make use of it. If you like creating your own music, you can do that and sell them. Um, one website that I can just think on, you know, right now is, uh, it's called SoundCloud. Yes, SoundCloud. You can sell it through SoundCloud and I'm sure there are a lot of other websites. This is just me trying to <laughs> brainstorm <laughs> places where you could sell. But yeah, if you have the skill and passion, you can easily start it. It wouldn't take you a lot of money. You know, it's not going to cost you a lot of money. Maybe just a little membership or you can even do trial periods, right? So now that you've found your true passion, now that you've found your true, true passion, oh my God, that's a tongue twister for me. It is pretty late <laughs> right now while I'm recording. But yeah, so now that you've found that, where do you begin? One of the best ways to start is by first creating a portfolio or a record of your work. It'll help to showcase your personal brand. For example, I started, um, you know, doing free makeup on friends and family in exchange for consent on sharing their photos on my portfolio. So I made sure I took really good photos for, you know, that showed my makeup skills so I could build it and sell it to my clients. I needed different face shapes, different eye shapes, different skin tones. I needed all of those. I needed a whole diversity of clients. Um, you know, faces that I worked on that I could show. So people knew um, what how my skills were and I how I worked on different um, face shapes and eye, size, eye shapes and, you know, skin colors. So this is very important. So once I had all of this um, organized, I officially launched myself as a makeup artist. I didn't need any license here because in Canada, um, if you're doing freelance makeup, you don't need a license at least not that I know of, um, all I did was keep practicing. So I started with charging a very small fee. And as I got better, I charged more. And, you know, you could just do that. Whatever field you start with, create a portfolio, start with charging less. And as you invest more time and energy on your product, you can charge more, of course. If your skills improve, you can charge more and people will buy it. People know talent. They will buy, they'll pay for that talent. So do that. And of course, with any business, you need to keep up with the market and train yourself as you go. And I did that too. I took proper makeup course and obtained certifications to put some credentials beside my name. So when I first started, obviously I didn't have any makeup certificate. It was just... Um, you know, self-taught makeup artist. That's who I was. But uh, over time, I realized that some clients, they want to see paperwork and some people believe in paperwork. So I invested in that too. I took, a, I did a quick diploma instead of, you know, going on a three, four year course, which was not worth my time, um, you know, it, because I was already known as an artist. So I didn't need to get that. Um, so I just focused on getting a diploma so I could put it under, you know, 
in my office in a certificate if anybody wanted to see it. Um, and I just left it at that. And you need to do that too if, if you know that's required in your field. And this is just an example of something that I found that was quick and is easy to begin with. You will have to find your own niche and focus on that. Of course, it doesn't end here. Finding an idea is, you know, just the beginning. And there's so much more that goes into a business. You know, other, otherwise anybody who knows how to put an eyeliner or how to follow, like whoever knows how to follow a YouTube tutorial can call themselves as a makeup artist. And I know a lot of people do too these days, but uh, let's not go there. <laughs> but running a business and protecting your brand is much more than just getting clients. And I'll be covering all of those, you know, as well in the upcoming episodes. We're trying to keep the episodes short so, you know, you're engaged and it sounds interesting. We don't want to go on and on and on. So stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes we are releasing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I will end it here for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to leave me a comment or question and I'll be happy to answer them for you. Let's catch up again.